Welcome to the new episode of Quarter Quest, Comics on the Cheap. Can I ask you a question before we begin? Have you ever wanted to have your own podcast? If so, we'd like to recommend Podbean. We've been using it for the last three years, and we love it. It's easy to use, and the customer support is amazing. Just go to podbean.com and enter the code HAUNTEDLOG at checkout and get your first month of podcasting for free. That's podbean.com, Haunted Log. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comic books from their childhood and today. I'm Kirk. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. How we doing, guys? Yeah. Trying to stay cool. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Heard it's supposed to break tomorrow, though. That's afternoon. what they said. So this week we'll be discussing, uh, we're on the letter J. And then for the new book, it will be Batman Superman number nine, who killed the atomic skull. You guys want to do your J characters first? Sure. Okay. All right. I'll go, Nick. Okay. All right. So I know I reviewed issue one of this a while back. Um, Joker Harley Criminal Sanity, the Black Label book. And this is the one where Harley is the um, like police shrink and trying to analyze uh, who's committing these crimes while the Joker's still running loose, that kind of a thing. Uh, what you got to remember is this is an Elseworlds book. Um, and uh, Joker was only on this book two pages. But it made such an impact in the story that I'm like, I've got to do this one. Uh, this is probably my favorite Joker that I've read. Um, the art in it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and the Joker actually runs into Harley in this book for the first time. So, um, yeah, the, the only thing that throws me off a little bit is it does two different art styles. When it's current in day, it's in black and white. And then when it's in the past, it's in color. You would think it'd be kind of the other way around. Um, and since it's been so long since I've actually read this, uh, you know, with the hold off and then these black labels only come out once every three months anyhow, that it took me a minute to kind of get back into it to realize, oh yeah, the black and white is current, colors, previous. And Cami Garcia and Jason Bowder. Okay, so Cami Garcia is the writer. Jason Bowder is the artist. Killing it with this book. Um, and I'm not a big Harley fan, and this is tolerable. But the way they've made the Joker just kind of appear and see that transformation... Just absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend this enough. Definitely pick up Joker Harley Criminal Insanity. Cool. Yeah, it cool. sounds up pretty cool. I mean, we read the first one, right? And yep. We're just so yeah, sick we, of Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, that's what all the black label stuff was. Like, but after uh, we had a, a little bit of a break of it, you know, and you go back into it, you realize, oh, wow, this is this is a lot better than what I remember it to be. Yeah. We haven't read it in three months, so. Yeah. All right, so I did 
Johnny Raygun Quarterly from 2004 from Jetpack <laughs> Press. Um, if you ever come down to the nerd room or the, the recording studio, I have three lithographs of Johnny Raygun in my collection. They're all autographed, which I got. I don't even know how I got them. I have no idea. I mean, I was a huge fan of the book, and I must have ordered them from from like uh, previews back in the day. And I got to meet the guys at the at a con, and they were really cool. So I uh, I'm just a huge fan. Um, so this book is about uh, like a police force in the future. They all have jetpacks. And they're all kind of all screw ups. It's it's a weird book. Like it is gorgeous inside. It's black and white. And if you ever read Bone and how mm-hmm. clean Bone is, it's the same way. There's just more details. Um, starts out this book starts out with uh, this monster from Venus escapes from a like a circus. And he's a huge volcano monster. So they send Johnny to go down to control the situation until the, his superiors can get there. And he does a he he freezes it and it turns into like this rock shell. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was easy. You know, two pages in. We're done. Perfect. Great. All right. No. Um, one of this this scientists, Dr. Oog, comes along, and he is like the Lex Luthor, right? He doesn't care about getting press. He just cares about science. He doesn't care about anything else. And he's like, no, you idiots. He's a lava monster. What you did was you freezed his outer shell, and he went into the Earth. And if he goes into the Earth and goes into the magma, he'll reproduce, and the whole planet will be destroyed. So it... Like I said, they're all screw-ups. They have no idea what they're doing. Um, this book didn't last very long. Probably like eight issues. I recommend getting it, because if you like futuristic guys in jetpacks fighting weird monsters, this is a book for you guys. So I am a huge fan of it, so go ahead and get it if you can find it. I mean, this is... one only had like 3,000 copies printed, so. So is each, since you said it was a quarterly, is it each self-contained? Yes. But what's okay. weird is um, the first two are called Quarterly, and then the three through eight are just Johnny Raygun. And then there's mm. Johnny Raygun Classic, which you have a classic that came out the same year that the first story did. So they just had a lot of fun with the book. I've heard of, uh, heard of it, and I've heard good things about it, but I've never ran across one. Yeah, if you want to borrow it, I have all yeah. of them, so... I'd absolutely like to. It's cool. very Adam Strange without Adam Strange. Good. And with I'm humor. I'm not a huge Adam Strange fan. And Nobody I like is. humor. <laughs> the only good Adam Strange was the one that came out this year. Yeah. The rest of them were just super boring. And Who really cares about the planet Ron anyway? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> even, even when Thanagar invaded it, it still wasn't interesting. No. That's the only relationship I actually cared about with Adam Strange was the um, Hawkman Adam Strange, yeah, uh, team ups. He's just a boring character, anyway. Yeah, 
I've just never figured out his place in that whole universe, but oh well. All right. All right. So now let's move on to Batman Superman number nine. What do we think? I enjoyed it. I I like the Atomic Skull. I think he's a cool character. I like how he was being manipulated. Yeah. And then you find out who did the manipulation on him. And I was like, oh, my God. See? Synchronicity. <laughs> See, if you didn't read that Power Girl that I gave you, you wouldn't know who the Ultra Humanite was. <laughs> That's true. I was like, oh, my God. There he is. So I, I liked it for that. It had two D-class characters that actually kind of ran the story. So, Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? Well, I had to flip through it real quick because I read this Wednesday and I didn't remember a ton about it, but flipping through it, I do remember that I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't think I'll fast. continue to, it was a fast read. I don't think I'll continue to get read. it. Um, I, and I did like how Batman and Superman were kind of separated through most of the issue. I, yeah. I don't care for that team up consistently. So to kind of see how everything played out with one of them and then what's going on with the second one and then they both kind of show up, I thought that was good. But yeah, Atomic Skull, I I really dug that. He is a character I didn't know much about or had never heard of. So I thought he was kind of cool. Yeah, he's definitely a good pick. Too bad he died. (laughs) Or did he? I don't know if he did. Did he? No, but I don't know. That's like when Colossus died, and I was like, "Oh no, Colossus died!" Then three months later, "Oh, Colossus is alive!" Yeah, great. He, bring, he he was too popular to be killed, so they yep. bring him back. The only ones that stay dead are in The Walking Dead, <laughs> until somebody and, else takes over writing it. And oh, Thunderbird, and, uh, and Thunderbird, and Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, maybe. We don't know. If and apparently ben... Ted Cord. Yeah, and Ted Cord. <laughs> so no, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so would you recommend it? Uh, that's a good if, one. Uh, I don't know. If you're a, Batman, a good quick story. fan, yeah, yeah, it was a quick story. Yeah. It'll introduce you to characters you don't know about. So, And I think that's the good thing about Superman and Batman is they get you in with these characters that are super famous and they give you characters that aren't and then you get to love the characters that aren't famous. Yeah. So that's the good thing about Superman. Though. Yeah. They, they bring in so many like people for him. Like The books aren't so much about Superman. It's about the supporting cast. Like We all know he's going to beat everybody. And but it's it's the people that are in danger that we actually care about. We don't care much about him. True. You know, flipping back through, I, I'm not sure I care much for the human portion of the art. I think the um, Atomic Ghost and the other creatures and things like that that appear fantastic, but the human aspect of it, especially on the Superman side, what is going on with his neck? Is he elongated, man? Yeah, I saw that. It, 
it just doesn't feel right or look right. Even Lois has got like a super long neck. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. It just felt very disproportionate. But yeah, the the non-humans, I thought, they nailed it with that. But yeah, Superman, Lois, the art was a little rough in my opinion. Okay. All right. Anything different going on at the shop besides... Uh, 20% off sale is continuing. They decided to keep it going. So now it looks like it's going to be all the way through June. Um, I know they just picked up a collection. Not entirely sure what's all in that, but because they just picked it up on Saturday. Um, so they're going through that. Uh, yeah, that's about where we're at right now. Okay. So now it's time. For everybody's favorite segment, the random read. All right. Who wants to go first? I can. I can. I'm going to go, Nick. Go. Okay. Sure. All right. I got three because I found myself Ooh. a little bit of time. I had to read them last night. And <laughs> so they're, they were fast. I don't remember much about them. But first one, um, I did the Ray. One of four, it's the miniseries by Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray. And I think this came out in 2011. And it's not the Ray that we're used to. It's uh, a new one. And his name is Lucian Gates. And Lucian Gates is a lifeguard who gets hit by some kind of weird light beam. And wakes up and he has no clothes on. He can't wear clothes because every time he puts clothes on, they burn up. He, so he's walking around naked pretty much all the time until he figures (laughs) out that he can bend light around his body to make it look like he's wearing clothes. And he even says that fighting criminals and giant robots and stuff is really weird when you're actually naked. (laughs) So he's like, just because you see me as wearing clothes, I see me as being naked. And uh, he's like the first half Korean, half Caucasian character that I've come across, which is actually really cool because you get a lot of different ethnicities through this book. His mm-hmm. best friend is African-American. His girlfriend is Indian and he's half Korean, half honky, I guess. So, <laughs> um, dropping the H bomb, dropping the H bomb. It's it's pretty good. If you if you take the ray from the freedom force freedom what are they called? I can't remember. With freedom fighters. Freedom fighters, right. So it's not him. It's somebody different. So if you you have to disassociate yourself with that ray. It's actually pretty good. Um I'm going to give the rest of the issues a chance cuz they've been sitting on my shelf for a while. Um, second one is the second volume of Ruse from CrossGen and Marvel. And this came out 2005? 2011. Like the oh. original came out in like 2004, 2005 from CrossGen. And then Marvel yeah. bought CrossGen and just decided not to do anything else with them. When I was Seems reading like this. It was longer ago than that. Right. 
when I was reading this, I was like, you know, it feels like some of the magic is gone. Mm -hmm. um, the creator owned small company, but then you get into it and Mark Wade does a hell of a job with this character. He's it's he's Sherlock Holmes, but the better detective is his partner and <laughs> he uses his partner as like an errand girl and she's not having it. She tells him exactly what's going on, which is great. I read this really fast, like really fast. And I'm trying to remember what's going on with it. They find a corpse in a, in a locked room. Right. And okay. He, he's a noble and he commits suicide. No, that's the other book. Never mind. So this book, let's just say, <laughs> I don't remember what happened. It's just really good. So go ahead and give it a shot. Go, go actually go buy the cross gen, like 20 issues of the cross gen book. If you can find it, it's amazing. Cross gen was great. I don't know why Marvel has decided that it never existed and to get rid of it all. The only problem with cross gen was lady death. They murdered that character. Okay. Third one. This one, Sam Slade, Robo Hunter from Quality Comics. I think this is like 1986 from the UK. So Sam Slade is, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, like a private investigator that hunts rogue robots. And it's a mystery. This is just like I Love a Mystery. It's weird, but it has monsters and has robots. So he's trying to figure out how this guy got killed. And it's this big, huge thing with all the robots in the house. And there's a monster that's running around. And, yeah, there's if you, you take Clue and you mix Judge Dredd and you... It's crazy. Like, this book went on for, like, 18 issues. And it's written by John Wagner. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to find the rest. I thought this was absolutely awesome. And I've this has been sitting on my shelf for about 20 years. And I finally got around to reading it. Thanks, guys. So, I found a new awesome book that I like. Trying to find it, not going to be fun. I may have to borrow that one too, Nick. It's good. It sounds fantastic. It's, awesome. yeah. If you like robots that are snarky, then you're going to like this. <laughs> Very snarky. All right. That's Ooh. me. I've only got one, so you want me to go, Ryan? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I picked up Hellions number one. Because it was a really slow week and I couldn't find anything really that I wanted to read. Um, starts out, the uh, X-Men are on a mission and they're going, it's during the Mutant Massacre anniversary. And they get attacked and Havoc, Havoc tries to kill somebody. Which, if you know what the new rules are for mutants, it's kill no man. So they can't kill any humans. Um, 
The only reason uh, Havoc doesn't get away with it is because Wolverine stops him. He goes before the Quiet Council. They're saying he uh, needs to be dealt with. And they decide to form a new team. And this team is really just like, you know, the island of misfit toys. It's like Nanny and Orphan and Wild Child and Hellion and Havoc and some guy I don't know who it is because I've never seen him before. And it's basically talking about the formation of the team. And Psylocke's on the team also. Or Quanin, not Psylocke, but Quanin. I don't know if she's going by Psylocke or if Betsy Braddock's going by Captain Britain. I- I'm confused with that whole thing going on. <laughs> but... And then at the end, Alex's Summer's ex-girlfriend makes an appearance. We get an appearance of the Goblin Queen, Madeline Pryor, at the end. Yeah, buddy. So. You should go back. I know. And she does have one of the best costumes in all of the Marvel Universe. So. Yeah. Um, I'm still stewing over this one. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it a all the time read or if I might get, you know, read the trade. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Cool. So I have Undiscovered Country by Scott Snyder and Charlie or Charles Scholl. Or Charles Soul. Let me try that again. Um, issue one. And this came out at the end of 2019. And uh, it's interesting. Um, it starts off with a group of individuals on a helicopter getting permission to land in a country that is not allowed people in for a very long time. And and then it kind of does these flashbacks of how everybody got on the helicopter. And there's this thing going around called Sky that will kill people. And as long as you're under uh, some kind of a roof or an umbrella or something, as long as it doesn't land on you, you're fine. And so one of them's like a emergency person who's trying to solve, uh, find a cure for, uh, sky and she's over in a country and she's trying to help save, uh, this kid. And these thieves come and steal the shack roof that they have because it's just like a big piece of board. And so she's trying to cover up this kid. She's trying to save. And, somebody comes up behind her and goes, Hey, I've been looking for you. And he's got an umbrella and just as the sky product hits and uh, she goes, I'm in the middle of trying to save this kid. And he's like, you don't need to do that anymore. He's gone. She turns around and he wasn't protected from this drug. And 
he goes, I want to show you this video. They look at this video and a scientist says that they have discovered a cure for this drug, this thing called sky. Uh, However, it is in this country that is blocked off. And they're flying. So they're, they, and they kind of hop back and forth between the front uh, current and what's happening in the past. And as they're flying into with the helicopter, they got approval that they're supposed to land. Uh, or at least they believe they did because they had an electromagnetic field around this country. And one of the women's hair went all static and she goes, if the field was uh, still up, my hair wouldn't be doing this. But since it went down, my hair's all frizzy. I think we're good. And they didn't crash. So they're like, hey, great. Um, as they get through this shield, a missile is fired and it hits the helicopter and it crash lands. So the pilot's like, I'm going to go ahead and get this fixed up. You go find this guy that's saying he's got this cure for Sky. You find out that it's the United States that's been closed off. That they're going in to find this scientist. And when <clears throat> and they're get, walking away from the helicopter. And so the pilot's still at the helicopter trying to fix it. And this Mad Max type scene takes place. Somebody, somebody's pulling up in the Wienermobile. And you got like a... I am not kidding about this. This is a shark on land with guns. A gigantic snake. A Cadillac that moves by using a um, a sail. Uh, all sorts of wacky, crazy stuff pulling up. A guy's riding a buffalo, or a, excuse me, a bison, which is a man-eater because it just bit into the pilot's body and just snapped him in half. Um... And they said, basically said to the pilot, you've invaded the United States of America. He's like, no, we have permission to come. So the rest of the group have already kind of walked away, you know, are up hiking away to go find the scientist. And they saw this happen. And somebody pops out from behind a rock and goes, here, follow me. And they're like, well, we either die with these guys down here coming after us, or we follow this guy. So they follow him, and they go into this cave and it happens to be the scientist that they're looking for, and he looks identical to Uncle Sam, if you know the old posters of Uncle Sam. Uh, his name's Sam Elgin. He's like, and I want you to save America. And that's how issue one ended. I've heard good things about this. I was hesitant about it, and I decided to pull the trigger. Um, I am definitely picking up the next couple issues. I know it's up to like five or six now. Um but I just want to start with the first one and see how that was. Um, the other book I was going to do is called Philadelphia, And I thought I picked up issue one, but I accidentally picked up issue four. And so I have no idea what's actually happening in it. So I'll have to go back and get issue one to find out <laughs> what's, if it's actually good. It was intriguing enough, but it's like getting right in the middle of something and you have no idea what's happening. So that's what I had. All right. Now we're going to move on to the list. This week it's top 10 I characters. Um, 
I'll go first. Number 10, Iron Mouse. Number 9, Amortis. Number 8, Icarus. Number 7, Iris West. Number 6, Ice. Number 5, Invisible Woman. 4, Iceman. 3, Iron Fist. 2, The Inhumans. And number 1, Iron Man. Hmm. Nick, you want to go? Yeah, let's see if I can do the numbering right this time. Um, (laughs) Number 10, Icarus. Nine, the Impossible Man. Eight, the Imperial Guard. Seven, Inferno, who was originally Sunboy. Um, Six, the Invisible Woman. Five, the Imperial Royal Guard from Star Wars. Four, Ice Maiden. Three, Iceman. Two, Immortus. And one, Iron Man. Wow. All right. Ten, Invisible Man. Nine, Ilanda from Green Lantern of Sector 1417. Eight, Iron Man. Seven, Impulse. <laughs> Six, Ismamot Cole from the Green Lantern of Thangor. Five, Invisible Woman. Four, Iceman. Three, Ice. Two, Iron Fist. Number one, Indigo One. If you can understand what they're saying. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. I wish they would have done more with the Indigo tribe. The, I thought really <laughs> enjoyed their characters. All right. So anybody have any news this week? Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was quick. Uh-huh. So DC has cut ties with Diamond Distributions. Did you guys see this? Yeah. 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 Um, and the way most shops are reading that is that DC is planning on trying to go as much digital as possible and rely on selling trades through bookstores and their publishers, their publications through Walmart and Target and stop producing the monthly titles. Well, they are going to crash. Yep. yep. I I agree. Let them fall. Uh, I mean, Marvel will buy them. Yeah. Disney got money. They got that yeah. money. As long as they do a better a... job with Green Lantern than Morrison. <sighs> Maybe we'll get that Hawkman Hawkeye team up that we've all been looking for. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> He's just riding on his back shooting arrows. Yep. <laughs> Over the back. Yep. Behind him. Maybe we'll see Hal Jordan Nova. That would be cool. <laughs> I I Richard I Rooker, like Green Lantern. It. As long as they do something with it and it doesn't turn into like uh cross gym. Right. Or the Malibu books. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be awesome. But um, obviously me being the hardcore DC nerd I am, I am a little bit panicked because I don't want to go digital. I want book in hand. Um, now, they haven't flat out said that, but a lot of people are interpreting it that way. Yeah. Um, 
the owner of Mile High Comics, Charles, I can't say his last name. He came out with a massive rant about this the other day, um, saying that this is a real bad move by DC's part, and it's going to probably crash and burn like Marvel's did way back when, when they tried to do self-publishing. Um, and he was so irate about it, he actually has a sale going on right now. If you order online and you use the password DC sucks exclamation point, 50% off every book you get. Holy shit. Holy cow. All right. Yeah. Thanks for telling I'm me. Start looking. Because I'm broke. <laughs> well, now maybe I can you can see. 50% off broke. So. <laughs> Look for those books that uh, you said are going to be really hard to find. Yeah. If anybody's got them, it's going to be him or my, or, uh, my comic shop. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that um, that kind of put the comic world on its side. And um, I know IDW came out and made a statement saying that they're fully supporting the uh, comic shops and things like that. Uh, DC is basically saying, we don't care about the comic shops. Um, now, with that being said, it's the evil powers at AT&T who bought DC, who was already in tons of debt and what's AT&T know about comic books. So hopefully somebody's able to save them um, and they keep publishing. But uh, I think they're trying to drive everybody to their online sources. And I think uh, it could uh, really just destroy them if they continue to do that. Maybe somebody, maybe they'll bottom out and somebody will buy it. So yeah. yeah. Somebody who actually cares about it. So, I've got ten dollars. Right. I'm gonna <laughs> buy the rights to Blue Beetle for ten bucks. Ten bucks and I'm bringing back Ted Cord. Yep. <laughs> Self published, bitches. So yeah, that was the big news for the week. Okay. Nick, you got anything? No. 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 I had DC as uh, breaking with diamonds, so we already Thanks. discussed that. We all did, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the big news, right? So yeah, that was the big news of the week. So, all right. Well, if you like what you hear, um, give us a like, subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast app, leave us a review. And, uh, yeah, have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk. Ryan. And Nick. See you guys. See ya. The last thing I remember was traveling up the Great River with my father. He had just given me my special necklace when... I was rescued by Montaro, a noble descendant of a lost warrior tribe. Endlessly searching for my lost father, Montaro, Tico, and my jaguar ghost helped me guard the jungle and those who dwell within it. I grew up by the laws of nature, and the animals of the jungle became my friends. I am Janna of the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs>